Hello everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of the Coaching Conversation. In this series, we're aiming to help business owners, business leaders and fellow coaches by sharing our experience and the experience of our guests who've coached people all around the world in all of different sectors and industries that you can imagine. So very little more to say other than do please now sit back, relax and enjoy this edition and look out for a special offer for our loyal audience at the end of the programme. Hello everybody and welcome to this our latest webinar and the subject today is ESG and for me the purpose of this conversation, this webinar is to give everybody a basic understanding of the whys and wherefores around ESG. I'm not an expert on ESG. I'm not even an ESG evangelist. But I'm increasingly aware of its presence. I'm increasingly aware of its importance because as I coach business owners, business leaders, senior managers in all walks of life, this is coming up increasingly frequently. And what I'm finding is that there is an inconsistent understanding of what it really is all about. And whilst I'm not an expert, I have taken the time to get the basics. And that's really all I want to do today is to share that with you. So those basics, what does ESG stand for? Why is it different? What's different about this initiative to other environmental stuff? What do we think is going to happen next? And how do we as responsible managers, leaders, take this by the neck and take it forward in our own organisations? ESG stands for Environment Social Governance, which means it's much more than being environmentally friendly. It's a complete rethink of business's place in society. ESG, environmental social governance. Yep, we've got to be sustainable. Yep, we've got to be aware of climate change and our impact on it as businesses. Social, we have got to be aware of our place in society, the people that we employ, the people that we trade with, and the impact of what we do and how we behave on them. And governance, we've got to be responsible members of society. We've got to play by the rules. So as responsible members of society, we've got to proactively work to protect the planet, not passively act, not let somebody else do it. I think the days of climate change denial are passing fast. And whilst none of us have got easy answers, every little bit that each of us does adds up to a significant change. 
we do need to be and continue to be more thoughtful about the impact of what we do on the people that we work with, both inside our organisations and outside. And as I said a moment ago, playing by the rules, and I don't just mean the law, though that is relevant, and I don't just mean stock exchange guidances and all that sort of stuff, though that's relevant. I, I do mean accepting the norms of society and not trying to be taking shortcuts or shortchanging people or tricking people, just trying to be a responsible member of society. The reality is ESG is so broad, I can't find any simple, meaningful definition beyond being a responsible member of society. And there's no root map that I can find that says, do this, do this, do this, do this. And hey, presto, it's all sorted. And there's no cap on the ambition. There's, there's no, you've already done enough, so you don't need to bother any more piece of this. And I think for most of us, as business leaders, we recognise that this isn't a simple fix. This is going to take a long time and indeed probably never has an end. And I think it is complicated. It is involved. And therefore, there's no simple box ticking exercise that you can go through, though a lot of organisations are trying to do that. And I don't think there's any way that you can avoid the fact that in time, this is going to be the norm. And anybody who doesn't comply to that norm is going to be an outlier. They're going, they're going to be ostracised by the markets, whether that's consumers or business to business. So simply put, businesses are going to become increasingly accountable about their role in society and being seen to do the right thing around sustainability, taking care of the planet, taking care of their people. So why is this ESG initiative different to all the previous environmental initiatives that we've seen, whether it's something to do with climate change, whether it's something to do with veganism, whether it's something to do with organic food. What, what's, why is this different? Well, because I think it's at the heart of business. This is all about business. And business, in certainly in Western societies, is based on capitalism. And as I'll show you in a moment, History tells us that capitalism continues to evolve. It's not a fixed entity. And I think now we are at a point where the reality of climate change is accepted. And it's accepted that it's human made. Therefore, it's our responsibility and our ability to fix it. And the younger generation have different views they have higher standards different standards they expect more from the businesses that they work in the businesses that are around 
as part of their society. Capitalism does evolve, but the basic tenet of capitalism, the, the main driver of capitalism is greed. Now, think that right, think that wrong is pretty irrelevant. The point is growth, driving for profits, is all about trying to deliver some kind of satisfaction to an organization's or a person's need for more. But it changes. In the 1700s, it was considered absolutely acceptable to employ slaves in businesses. We all know what happened in the Caribbean and the Americas during this time. And even great people like George Washington were very big slavers. That changed, and in the 1800s, we still, in the UK, had child labour. We thought it was perfectly acceptable to send children up chimneys and down mines. We had dark, satanic mills. We thought it was perfectly acceptable to pollute an environment where it was almost impossible to live in some of our big northern cities. In the 1900s, that began to change. We had unionisation. People were uh, uniting together to, in some way, temper the greed of the business owner. That evolved and went further. We had health and safety acts. And towards the end of 1900s, we even had the Equality Act. So women were to be treated in the workplace the same as men. In the 2000s, it's gone further still. We have subjects like diversity and inclusion, not only in law, but in society. We have regulations around polluters pay. There's more human resources law than you can shake a stick at. There are things like the Bribery Act. You can't lawfully bribe your way through business. There are even EOTs, employee-owned trusts, where employees are becoming the owners of the business, a bit like a large John Lewis. ESG is different this time. The reality of climate change, we know we're running out of time. We know we've got to change. The next generation do have these different expectations. They want more from their work. They want a sense of purpose. They deeply believe in equality. They're, they're looking and, and expecting fairness in all of their dealings, in work and outside. They care about sustainability. They value it. It's important to them. And this isn't as simple as the older generation describing them as snowflakes. This is people who have a different sense of what's right. ESG, therefore, is different because capitalism is evolving. Businesses are going to have to be 
more responsible members of society. So what's going to happen next? Well, obviously, I'm guessing, but I think being good at ESG is not yet properly defined. That may change, but we're not anywhere near that yet. It's actually very difficult to, to measure it and measure it in a way where you can compare it between organisations. There's lots of people valiantly trying to work out, for example, their carbon footprint. It's extremely difficult to do. But how do you measure treating people correctly? How do you measure playing by the rules? We will work this out. We just haven't done it yet. And all the while, that bar is going to keep rising. The need to do this is going to increase, not decrease. We're already seeing this beginning to bite. There are people publishing tables of compliance of ESG. And however inaccurate, however debatable that may be, it's in the public domain. And people, organisations that flaunt their ESG responsibilities are getting called out. Whether that's not paying the minimum wage, whether that's bullying in the workplace, whether that's polluting and just discharging sewage into rivers, and it goes on. And it's going to be even more difficult if you get caught greenwashing. If you keep pretending that you're environmentally friendly, for example, and you're not. If you pretend you're a great employer and you're not. And I think that the general thrust of this is that individual businesses are going to have to work out what works for them what they're prepared to do, able to do, and prioritising it for themselves. Now, you can look for other parallels. If you look at health and safety law when it first came in, it was revolutionary, and not everybody was great at it to start with. Now, as managers of businesses, we fully accept as our responsibility to provide a safe working environment. ESG is going to be much the same. I also think it's going to be contagious in the sense that initially it's going to be a point of difference. You're good at it, you're not good at it, you know what you're doing, you don't know what you're doing. But ultimately, everybody's going to get sucked into this. It's going to be unavoidable. So I'm already seeing the people that I coach taking it seriously. But they're looking for guidelines and yardsticks. They're looking for the how. And I don't think it really exists yet. You've got to work it out for yourself. And one of the good places to go to is the UN Sustainability Goals. There are 17 of them. and They give pretty good clues to the sorts of behaviours you should be adopting. And I do see this coming up increasingly often in the kinds of conversations I have with people. The UN 17 sustainability goals are a subject that's becoming increasingly well understood. So not only are businesses working out where to start, 
that actually getting started, even if it is in a very, very small way, but they're beginning to make steps. So getting started with ESG, I think if I was a business leader trying to come to grips with this, I think the first thing is to commit to making a start. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but if you actually say you're going to do something, it'll happen. Now, you could use B1G1. This is effectively, if a good thing happens to your business, you make a donation to charity. It's in a very structured kind of organisation. But in essence, it's a great way of demonstrating your commitment to being a responsible member of society by supporting the less fortunate. Already mentioned the UN Sustainability Goals. I think it's also very important to recognise that this is a marathon. This is this is the new future. This isn't something you're going to do quickly or you're going to do and it's done. It's going to be a marathon that you take one step at a time and you just keep going. I think a serious plan, a, a plan that has purpose and determination and resolve and involves all of your people, all of your trading partners, customers, suppliers, advisors, the works. And the best thing you can do along the way is to find ways to measure what you're doing, to get it verified by external audit, and then celebrate the success, however small that success might be. Celebrate it. Enable your people to realise that you really are serious about this and it is going to happen together. So for me, good or bad, ESG, I don't think it's optional. I think it's here to stay. I think it's going to be an endless journey. And fundamentally, it's about doing the right things. So there you have it, an introduction to ESG. Hope you found it useful. If you want more information, reach out to me. There's my email, gwiley at sagegreen.com. If you've got any questions, do please get in touch. If you want to know more about our coaching programs, again, get in touch. My email, gwiley at sagegreen.com, or give us a ring on 01606 333 Thanks again, and look forward to speaking to you again soon. So there you have it the latest edition of The Coaching Conversation. hope you enjoyed it, hope you found it useful, and I hope it did what it set out to do. As promised at the beginning of the programme, here is a special offer for you, our loyal audience. If you reach out to me at gwileyatsaydream.com and mention this podcast, we'll make available to you a coaching programme for you and all your team at a 50% discount. So where can you reach us? So it's definitely gwiley at sagegreen.com. You can also reach us at the executive mindset at sagegreen.com. And our website is clearly the executive mindset.co.uk. If you enjoyed this, do please leave us with a wonderful rating on Google. We'd really appreciate that. So nothing more for me to say now other than see you again soon.